What's going on, everybody? You are listening to the J Red Show on Anchor and Spotify and everywhere else you get your podcasts. Buffalo Bills lost to the New York Jets 20 to 17. Josh Allen was 18 for 34, 205 yards, two interceptions. Zach Wilson, 18 for 25, 154 yards, one touchdown. Now, I'm the eternal optimist, so I'm going to say, step away from the, I'm going to tell you as a Bills fan, step away from the ledge. The season's still fine. They're still in the, they're still the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl. There's a lot of injuries right now, so, but I'd rather have them happen now than in January. Tredavious White's still out. Matt Milano's out, so that's one reason why the Bills struggle against the run defense. And the sky isn't falling yet, but there are some reasons to be concerned. For one, the Bills are now 0-2 in the division, a, div- a division where all of um, where every single team is above 500. Bills six and two, Jets and Dolphins six and three, Patriots five and four. Many Bills fans ha- headed into this season thinking Kansas City is going to be in a tough division, so that should pave the way for the Bills to get the number one seed. But now it looks like the Bills are in the tough division. And Kansas City's division isn't... Okay, the Chargers are decent. But the Broncos and the Raiders are really bad. So the Chiefs got the easy division. So that's one reason for concern. Number two is the defense. um, Especially the run defense. That's the second game in a row they looked really bad. They really miss Matt Milano. Michael Carter had 12 carries for 76 yards and one touchdown, averaging 6.3 yards per game. Josh Allen's elbow. That's going to be a huge concern if Josh Allen's going to miss any time. But even if Josh Allen ends up okay, the Bills got to find a number two receiver behind Stephon Diggs. Gabriel Davis, very disappointing. Two receptions for 33 yards. I really, I really thought he was going to bur- break out this year into that number two wide receiver and possibly a number one. But he just has not developed. So now the Buffalo Bills are in a position where they really need to get that number one wide receiver. Either in the draft or in um, free agency. Or go get Odell Beckham Jr. I am crossing my fingers that they will get Odell Beckham Jr., because they are in Super Bowl or bust territory. I know the Bills window should be open for a couple of years. But I am just looking at this team. And the way the NFL is set up. And the, and the, and the NFL is in, as a whole. And think. What better chance are they going to have to win the Super Bowl than this year. 
Maybe it's the Buffalo sports mentality as back in the early 90s, Bills fans thought, eh, we'll be back next year. Oh, we lost another Super Bowl. We'll be back next year. And then they lost four straight Super Bowls. And then it took them 25 years to get back here. That's why I think this year, the Bills need to go all in. And this is a poker game. They need to put all their chips in the middle. They really need to get Odell Beckham Jr. to the Buffalo Bills. Because the division's starting to look tough. I really like what I see from the Jets, from the Dolphins. I think the Patriots are in the most trouble. But they still have Bill Belichick. Bill Be what we've seen from Belichick the last two years is... He is still the greatest coach of all time. People argue Brady versus Belichick. And then 2020, Brady made this, won the Super Bowl and Belichick um, missed the playoffs. Many fans felt checkmate. Um, Brady made Belichick. But Belichick is still the greatest coach of all time. This is not, a, on paper, a very good Patriot roster. But he got them to 5-4. and four. I like Matt Sala in the Jets. I like Tua Tagovailoa and with the Dolphins. So Brandon Bean needs to go all in. Put his poker chips in the middle. And get the Bills that Super Bowl. I can understand trying to keep this window open as long as he can. But how long can this window stay open for? I know the Patriots had a 20-year window, but what are the chances of that being the case ever again? Will Josh Allen be around for 20 years? What are your thoughts? Hit me on Twitter at JRedShow. As a Bills fan, I look around the NFL and think, who can compete for the Super Bowl? In the AFC, your top three teams are Buffalo, Kansas City, and Baltimore. I think those are your three bona fide Super Bowl contenders. I will be shocked if anyone else in the AFC makes it. The Jets and the Dolphins are six and three. I mean, all year long, all year long, I've been doubting the Jets. I mean, yes, I like what they have in Salah. They have some nice... They have a good defense. They have a good running game. But this is a quarterback league. Can you win with Zach Wilson as your quarterback? Miami is also 6-3. They're Tua Tagovailoa. I really like what I see from Tua Tagovailoa. I think he's okay. But Tyreek Hill is... If there's one player in the NFL... If there's, if there's one non-quarterback that deserves the MVP, it is Tyreek Hill. He he is, he is single-handedly changing Tua Tagovailoa from an average quarterback to a good quarterback. And he is a huge reason why Miami's having a breakout year. Tennessee is 5-3. and three. Um... But I don't see them going anywhere in the playoffs. The Titans have been what they've been. A good defense, a good running game, a great running back, the, the, probably the best running back of the league in, league in Derrick Henry. 
But it's not 1995 anymore. You don't win in today's NFL. New England's 5-4. and four. I mean, they have Belichick. They have Matt Jones. I think they're a playoff. They could be a borderline playoff team, but that's it. Cincinnati's 5-4. and four. So, last week they lost to Cleveland. And then this week they... Um, clobbered the lowly Carolina Panthers. Again, the only reason why I'm not counting out Cincinnati is because they did it last year. They got to the Super Bowl last year with this quarterback, this coach. But man, so far we're halfway through this season and I have not been impressed with the Bengals at all. At all. At that Colts, at that um, those are your playoff contenders. Colts are three, five, and one. They fired Frank Rycheck. Then they replaced him with Jeff Saturday, who has no experience. So a very bad move by the Colts. By the way, the Bills need to get Rycheck. Maybe like, maybe like a not like a quarter, maybe not the offensive coordinator or the head coach, but maybe like a a quarterback coach. Um, they should try to get Frank Rycheck. Sorry, not not Frank Wycheck, Frank Reich. My bad. <sighs> it's been a long day. I just got home. Sorry, folks. I just got home from work, and I'm a little tired. So, Cleveland is three and five. Like I said, they're not good right now, but they could be good if uh, Deshaun Watson's coming back. Then Denver, Jacksonville, Vegas, Pittsburgh, and Houston are all bad. In the in the NFC, um, I'll say this: the combined record of the Philadelphia Eagles and the Minnesota Vikings is fifteen and one, eight and zero, and seven and one. But I look at those teams, and really, they have feasted off of easy schedules. They have. They don't have great quarterbacks like Allen or Mahomes. I mean, they have Jalen Hurts and Kirk Cousins. I mean, they're decent quarterbacks, but can they win you a Super Bowl? Well, we'll see what happens. One of these NFC teams has to go to the Super Bowl. Dallas is 6-2. I mean, they could be a contender with a healthy Dak Prescott. Then you have the Giants... And the Seahawks, who are at six and two and six and three, these are two Cinderella teams. Who would have thought that these two teams would have as good of a record as they as they do? The Jets are another Cinderella team. I mean, they on paper don't have a very good roster, but they have very good records. So they keep finding ways to keep it done. Then good for them. San Francisco's four and four. This is the team I keep going back and forth on. They're a Super Bowl contender. I I mean statistically they have the the resume to be a Super Bowl contender, but I don't know. They're four and four. They're don't look good. Are, are the 49ers a Super Bowl contender? Tampa Bay's at four and five. Tom Brady showed he still had a little bit left of the tank. In a walk-off touchdown victory over Los Angeles. So, again, will Tom... 
I stop, I'm getting closer and closer to thinking that Tom Brady is done. This is going to be his final year. But there's still something in me that thinks, you know, he could come back and win another Super Bowl. It's Tom Brady. He's done this over and over and over and over again. Atlanta's tied with at four and five. This is the S East. Um, Washington is four and five. They're not going anywhere. But the good news for them is Dan Snyder will soon no longer be their owner. The Rams are three. The defending Super Bowl champion are three and five. I think they're cook. New Orleans is three and six. They suck. Arizona, three, Arizona, Chicago, three and six. The Green Bay Packers are also three and six. Tom Grassi on YouTube says. Ty hit the panic button. Um, the panic button's already come and gone. The Packers season is done. It is their dynasty that will division. I can't really, I can't really call it a dynasty because they only won one Super Bowl. But their reign at the top of the NFC North is over. It is time to say goodbye to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, yeah, yes, the Packers did fail to build a quality team around him. But I I am look I was looking at that that Packers game versus the Lions. Aaron Rodgers just throwing those awful passes. And you gotta wonder if Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers a part of the problem? I think he is. In my opinion, he is the Jack Eichel of football. A tremendous talent. But he's a big head case. A big ego. And he the, the Packers and the and Rodgers need to move on. Yes, the Packers are probably gonna be bad for a while while they look for the next Brett Favre, for the next Aaron Rodgers, but they got to move on. And, and if Aaron wants to prove me wrong, he needs to leave Green Bay. If he wants to save his legacy and consider himself in the discussion of the greatest quarterback of all time. I've had people tell me that Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback of all time. But the reason why he hasn't achieved what Tom Brady has achieved is because Green Bay didn't give him a supporting cast around him. Uh, he, he needs to leave Green Bay and go somewhere else to prove that to me. Because I'm starting to think, no, Aaron Rodgers should be out of that discussion. Finally, at Detroit 2-6 and six, and Carolina 2-7. We're at Dawson on Twitter at JRedShow. On to college football. We mentioned the end of an era in football. It looks like we're seeing the end of the Bra- we're see- seeing the end of an era of Brady and Rodgers in the NFL. But I think we're seeing the end of an era in college too. We LSU defeats Alabama thirty-one to thirty-one. I'm starting to think. This is the end of the Nick Saban era of of the dynasty. Um, LSU t- tied it at thirty at thir- uh, score a touchdown and it's making thirty thirty in, in 
make it 31-30 in overtime. But instead of going for the field goal to tie it, they went for the two-point conversion to win it. And, and they got it. And all of a sudden, Alabama has fallen to 6-2. and two. And they don't really have many impressive wins. Their only impressive win was their victory over Texas. But even that's debatable. I know they have a, a good recruiting class, but how much longer can Nick Saban keep this together? I mean, they'll still be good, and with the expansion of a college football playoff, I'll still see them think they'll be in the college football playoff. But I think their days of winning the national championship every other year is done. And so is Clemson, who, who got not only lost, but they got blown out by a not very good Notre Dame team. And it wasn't even close. 35-14, and those um, two touchdowns were scored in garbage time. So... For years, it's been Alabama and Clemson, the Alabama Clemson era. The same two teams going to the, the, the final four every year. But now I think we're beginning, just like we begin a new era of the NFL, we're beginning a new era of college football. Right now, your top four is Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU. Georgia destroyed Tennessee. 27 to 13 and knocked them out of the top four. Georgia's the new big dog. They are the team to beat. They are like the Buffalo Bills. They are on paper the best team in college football. It's their national championship to lose. They're not perfect, but no one is. Ohio State's probably second Ohio State's second. I mean, it'll be if if Ohio State and Michigan go in that game undefeated. It's going to be interesting to see who the voters will vote for, who goes in and go, who, it, who the, it, let me rephrase it, how the voters will select it, how the loser, whether it be Ohio State or Michigan, will go to the national championship or not. And then TCU, with that loss, TCU is now the, the fourth team into the college football playoff. And they just beat Texas Tech 34-24. It's very nice to finally see some pariety in college football. Yes, you still have Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and... Okay, those... Really, with college sports, there's not a lot of pariety. The last college football team to win their first national championship was um, Florida back in 1996. And yes, you'll like I said, even though Alabama's gonna have and Clemson are gonna have a, a down period, they're really not gonna go anywhere. And we're and we're still gonna see Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan. T um, yes. So so there's not a lot of pride in college football to begin with, but at least we won't be seeing Alabama and Clemson in the Final Four every other year. So we'll we'll finally see some new faces in college football. Finally, from football to hockey, the Buffalo Sabres are on a two-game losing streak, losing to Carolina and Tampa Bay. But here's the nice thing about the Sabres. I said this on Robbie's Space the other day. Heading this season, I would have been happy 
with a season that's not over by Thanksgiving. I would have been happy with meaningful games in April. And so far, they've achieved that. They're only at one point out of a playoff spot. Still early, but so far, so good. They're 7-5. It's what you expect from them. But, you know, there is a part of me that's thinking, you know, maybe they can make a run for the playoffs. I mean, Boston's clearly the class of the league. They're 11-2. I mean, this would be a rough week for the Sabres. They face the 11, after face, after facing Arizona, who's near the bottom of the league th- this year. Um, they got the 11-2 Boston, 11-2 Vegas Golden Knights and 11-2 Boston Bruins. So we'll see how this team stacks up. But I said Boston's the class of the league. Detroit's seven three and two, but the Sabres clobbered them. So I can see the Sabres keeping up with them. Toronto seven four and two. I think the, I think Boston and the two Florida teams are the um, the class of the division. They should pull ahead. I can see the Sabres keep it up there with Toronto, Detroit, and and um, Tampa and Tampa Bay. But the reason why I'm starting to think, you know, maybe the Sabres can make a run for the playoffs, is because I think we'll see in the just like we'll see at the end of an era in the NFL and college football. We're also seeing an end of an era in the NHL. Alexander Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals are 6-6-2. And the Pittsburgh Penguins are 4-6-2. So are we seeing the end of an era in um, hockey as well? And if those teams continue to underachieve, this could open the door for a wildcard berth for the Sabres. The Metropolitan Division. Um, yes, I gotta jump the, the 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 Islanders, the Rangers, and the Flyers. But there's a part of me thinking, you know, maybe the Sabers can make a playoff run, or at least a push for the playoffs. What do you thought? Him on Twitter at Jared Show. Western Conference. Um, Vegas is eleven and two. Whatever problems they had last year, they finally figured it out. I said last year I said Jack Eichel was a locker room cancer and part of the problem. But so far this year he's proven me wrong. Seattle's having a surprisingly good year. It's 7-4 and 2. So the two expansion teams are the two leading the Pacific Division. What the hell? Dallas is 8-3 and 1. Let's keep it together. On to the AHL. Rochester is currently second in the North Division behind Toronto. They, they have a 6-4 and four record. So they're pretty much average right now. But the thing about the AHL playoffs is they're pretty much a crapshoot. Um, last year, the Emmerichs barely got in, and then they won two playoff rounds. And then the two years before that, they, they were castle of COVID. But then in 2019, they made the playoffs, got the th- third best record of the entire league, and... Um, then flamed out of the first round. So it is a bit of a crapshoot. Right now the Amherst need to figure out how to win on the road. At home they have a good record. At home they are a perfect 5-0. and But on the road they are 1-4. and So they might want to... So hopefully they have a... If, if this keeps up, then hopefully they'll have a good record heading into the playoffs. And they get home ice advantage for the playoffs. But like I said, it's a big crapshoot. 
Finally, I think there was some trade rumors. Um, Anthony Davis and LeBron James could be traded. And they should be traded from a disastrous Los Angeles Lakers team. If LeBron wants one more championship to end his career, he needs to leave the 2-8 and eight Lakers. They are an absolute mess right now. I mean, I know some of it is his fault. I mean, because of LeBron, the Lakers made some horrible trades, like the Russell Westbrook trade, and that's why they got in the position. That, that's why they're the position they are right now. But you got it is time for an end of an era. Anthony Davis and LeBron James need to leave Los Angeles, and the Lakers need to rebuild. You had, the only team that's they have a better record then is the Houston Rockets. So we are truly seeing the end of an era. That's the, that's what the name of this show is going to be. An end of an era for sports. We just saw the end of the Alba Pujols era. We're seeing the end of the of the Tom Brady and um, Aaron Rodgers era. In hockey, you see the end of the Crosby Ovechkin era. In um basket in uh basketball, we're gonna see the end of the um, LeBron James era in the next couple of years. Kevin Durant's also on a a pretty bad team. In soccer, we we're gonna be seeing the end of the Messi um Ronaldo era. I mean, this is probably gonna be Ronaldo's last World Cup. But unlike all these, unlike these American athletes, fortunately for Ronaldo, he's still having a good. Unlike, unlike Brady and Rodgers and Crosby and Ovechkin and um, LeBron and Durant, fortunately for Ronaldo, he is still having a good season. Seven, four, and two, and currently three points out of the top four in the English Premier League. And then Messi is at 12-2-0 and 12, and 0 for um, leading the Lagoon 1. So we'll see how they do in the playoffs. So when it comes to these old athletes, so, but, but, but make no mistake, it'll only be a few years before Messi and Ronaldo retire. So this could be their last World Cup. So enjoy it. So what are your thoughts? Hit me on Twitter at JRedShow, and I will see you later. Oh, one more thing. Joey Logano won the NASCAR championship. That is his second championship of the 2018. The theme of this show is the end of an era. Before I mention the passing of the torch, we see Aaron Rodgers. We're seeing Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers pass the torch to Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. We're seeing Sidney Crosby and Al Ovechkin pass the torch. To Connor McDavid and Jack Eichel. Well, maybe just Connor McDavid. Maybe Nathan McKinnon will go up there as well. We're seeing LeBron James pass the torch to Giannis in basketball. In baseball, we're seeing um, Alba Pujols pass the torch to Aaron Judge. Soccer, Ronaldo and Messi pass the torch to Harry Kane and Mohamed Salah. Who is going to have the pass, torch pass to in NASCAR? It was Jimmy Johnson, but I had in this season thinking that it's Kyle Larson. 
I thought Kyle Larson was going to be the next... After breaking some records last year, I thought Larson was going to be the next star of NASCAR. But he did not have a good season. He made the NASCAR playoff, but he didn't win a lot of races. My one friend says Chase Elliott. It, it could be Elliott. But the best, Joey Logano won. So we'll find out who the next face in NASCAR is. So what thoughts? Hit me on Twitter at JRedShow, and I'll see you later.